round up or round down if we're around Montrose. Bada boom. <laughs> that was a good one. But since we're like north of Tucson, would we be rounding down to Tucson? Rounding down. Well. Are you rounding up in population? All right, now you ruined my joke. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're around Tucson. Yes. Yes. And it's sunny and it feels amazing and yes. it's January the 8th. Well, let me welcome everyone. Let me welcome everyone before we get into this. I'm getting off track. Okay, go for it, Amy. Where are we? Who are we? Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I am Amy and sitting right next to me in this sunshine right now is what's my name <laughs> today your name is jj beans jj beans <laughs> <laughs> just kidding it's caleb it's caleb yeah it's caleb caleb and amy and yeah. yes we are live from tucson we are live from the tucson area we are sitting outside of our van right now on our little um porch that we have made which when i say porch i mean it is a it's like a patio it's a mat right outside of our our sliding door with our chairs so it's yeah. our space but it's a space we didn't have when we first uh got into the van and that's it's true a space when in a few months we're like what's something we want to add on and we're like let's extend our living space outside of the outside of the van and you know i was someone who wasn't i didn't really <laughs> think it was that important i was like what we can like like before we had the mat we would just leave our sliding door open and like sit in our chairs out here just on the ground and I was like, why does it matter? We're still just going to be sitting in our chairs. But it really does kind of make a difference. It does matter. It feels like a little, pad, you know, like a patio or a porch. We can go barefoot out here. Yes. We can, uh, the dogs can lay out here and not get as dirty. That's a huge That one. was actually, I think, the thing that pushed me over the edge to, like, buy one. Was I was like, oh, the dogs can lay on this and not just be laying in dirt. Yes, because they were getting very dirty and and dusty in the desert. Which Dirty and dusty in the desert, the dogs were getting. They still do. <laughs> they still do, but it's to a lesser extent. Yes, that's true. And it is really nice to walk barefoot on it. You're right. I did, I will say before we lived in a van, I did think I was going to be barefoot more. But we've been in the desert a lot, and it's hard to be barefoot in the desert. Well, I was going to say the time, we weren't barefoot in Colorado either because it's rocky and dry yeah. and kind of like rough. The one time I was barefoot, though, was in Moab, actually, when it was like perfect temperature and we were in a very sandy area. Yes. Walking around in that sand felt amazing. Yeah, the sand and the rocks. But now Arizona desert is full of pricklies. Left pricklies. And right. <laughs> yeah, the Arizona desert isn't the most kind when it comes to being barefoot or having your skin touch its living parts it's, but it's it's living parts wow yeah or it's dead parts even then you'll step on a, one of its dead that's parts true. and it's it is they are just weird that's true but we are just right now totally soaking in the sunshine oh like this in january like i'm sitting out here in my overalls and i'm hot and Caleb is shirtless, just in well, shorts. Well, you were naked out here dancing earlier. I was. I don't I know was. why you decided to put clothes on after that. <laughs> it helps but, me. I don't know. Putting clothes on, I needed to like kind of ground for the podcast. Okay. Can't be. Well, I have barely any clothes on. Yes, so. that's true. But it it just feels incredible out here. And this in January, like this was what I wanted. But you know what? We kind of had to search for this in January. <laughs> I'm guessing you want me to, that's a lead in to yeah. me telling the story. Uh, we spent, we were back in Denver for New Year's Eve and it was great. And then we had no real plans for January or February. So we needed to find warmth, obviously, because we're, we live outside. We live out here. And I hate the cold. I mean, I don't think you like it either, but I really. Well, I mean, we brought up so many tolerance. times on, I think, this podcast just over the winter months since we've been recording. I feel like it comes up once per episode of how living van life in the winter, in the cold, and the wind in the cold, and the snow, and the rain in the snow. It's <laughs> so hard. It's hard. It's just different because the van doesn't didn't feel small at first, but then when you're forced inside the van day and night and leaving is a task even to just pee, then it does, you know, it it's taxing. It's still awesome. It is still awesome, but something too I'm learning is like for me to feel like connected and it's expansive and creative, I need to like stretch and move. Like I need to mm -hmm. be able to literally physically expand myself. 
And if I'm stuck in the van, not being able to go outside, just logistically, that's hard because it's a small space. But then also, like, I feel it in my body. You know, like, Mm -hmm. my body, my bones feel really tight and just, like, and my muscles feel just cramped. Yeah, everything in the van starts to feel smaller, even the bed. Even though we fit typically (laughs) fine in the bed. It's true. It just all of a sudden, everything starts, like, closing in. You're like, wow. Uh I think a big thing, too, is, like, even today, we have the sliding door just wide open. Yeah. Which, uh, like, because I, even during the summer, I would work in the van. So I was inside the van probably more than you were, Mm -hmm. maybe. Definitely. Um, But once winter came, but the door was always open. So it felt like I was outside. It felt like I had that connection to just what was right outside. And then when the winter hit and I'm working inside with the door closed, now I'm in like a little bathroom cubby hole. Totally different vibe. Which (laughs) sometimes, I mean, they're... Different dog. There's a time and place for that that can be a very cozy feeling. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it does have that feel and that vibe, but 24-7, no, that's too much. So basically, if you are listening to this and you live somewhere that has a really harsh winter and you do have to stay inside a lot, um, I, that's, I commend you. I don't know how you do that. And I'm sure you have some practices that help keep you, help, help keep your spirits up a little bit. <laughs> I think me and you are definitely outside people. Mm-hmm. over first and foremost now we may split on whether it's mountain or beaches but i think we both like being outside first and foremost who splits where well your beach yeah. obviously and not obviously saying, obviously you you like walk around with that on your forehead <laughs> <laughs> i love the beach yes um, but and i do too but not saying like you don't love mountains yes. also we lived in yes. colorado for three years and are sort of living there now uh, on occasion it's yes. like our summer home it's our summer it's home. our we're, summer we're home we're the winter birds. home we're snowbirds we're, now we're snowbirds we, we migrate south literally that's why we're in fucking tucson <laughs> we live in colorado during the summer like the late spring summer early fall and then we come down to the desert arizona in the winter yeah that's what it's been so far, and here we are back in Arizona, though we tried to go somewhere different. We did. So, uh, eight days into January, and we have already been in Colorado, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. Yes. yes. So, one of the cool... Four states in eight days. One of the cool things about van life is that freedom, right, of, oh, we have two months where we don't have anywhere that we have to be for work, so we can literally go wherever we want. So that's one of the cool things about it. Kind of, uh, it can be really cool and exciting to be in that space. It can also kind of be like, well, shit, where do we go? (laughs) And (laughs) I feel like we kind of... Spot on. Yes. And I think it's harder, too, in the winter to do that because if it were summer... I have a lot of places I would love to go. Well, in like, summer, you kind of can go anywhere. You can. And, like, we can go anywhere, but it's just we're going to be dealing, like we've already mentioned, winter van life different. Okay, yes. Okay, moving on. <laughs> but, like, in the summer, if it were like, oh, wow, we have two months where we have nowhere we have to be, I have a list. Of, like, I would love to go California, like, drive up the coast of oh, California yeah. up to up to Washington, basically, is my, like, next time we have a long period of time when it's warm everywhere <laughs> that we can go, that's what I'm going to do. But when it's like, oh, we have January and February where we can go anywhere, to me, that nixes that off because it's going to be cold van life doing that. And I don't want to do cold van life doing that. Much more limited. Our options were literally like, do we drive 30 hours to Florida? Which, trust me, <laughs> we thought about. We thought about. And Very honestly, seriously. everyone that we've come across who was living in Arizona the last like month because of the warmth have, has thought about that too. Mm-hmm. They're all like, should we just go to Florida? But it's so far out of the way. And like no one's south, trying to go to the southeast right now. I'm talking like south, south Florida. Like yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. talking south Panhandle. Florida. I'm talking Keys area. So yes, we did think about that, but it just seemed so daunting. Like a 30-hour drive seems so daunting. Kona, come here. <laughs> Even though, at this point, we've probably driven almost 30 hours. (laughs) Yes. So, we did take a little bit of a detour. Instead of going right to Arizona, I'm going to have to sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) So, we thought about, we did think, like, should we just go back to Arizona? No, bless you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'll sneeze bees out my nose. (laughs) Bees? Bees? We did think, like, should we just go back to Arizona, like, where we just were? Like, it was great. It was super warm. We loved the spot we were in. But I feel like both of us were kind of like, 
let's try something new. You know, we've got two months. Why don't we just try something new? So we came up with going to Texas because we thought it would be warm and... And nomad friendly. And nomad friendly. And... And we found out Why it's... did we go to Texas? No. <laughs> no, it just wasn't as van life friendly as I think we both were expecting. And maybe that's yeah. on us for setting our expectations or not really doing a ton of research. <laughs> well, it's hard to get a feel for... Even when we're looking on apps like Campendium and stuff to like spots to stay around the area. Until you're there and like kind of seeing it for yourself. Even then, like you'll look at pictures of a campsite... But when you pull in there, you're like, oh, wow, this is way different than what I thought. We're not staying here. That's true. But I guess what we ran into, I think we could have found out if we had, like, done a little bit of research. Probably. And so, that was basically anywhere you're going to stay it has to be a state park or an RV park. Yes. Or, and you're going to be paying for it. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, I do get asked this a lot. Like, how do we find where we stay? Where do we stay? Are we just staying in campgrounds all the time? No. <laughs> We stay on public lands, so we do not pay for the places that we stay in. They're free, they're public lands, they're all first-come, first-serve, dispersed camping, dry camping, all those things. Basically, no hookups. Yeah, it's basically the... Boondockers welcome. (laughs) The most basic form of camping you can do. It's literally just pulling up to a spot and... No toilets. That's it. No, no nothing. Sometimes no cell service. Yes. So... We find these spots. There are apps out there. There's websites. There's plenty of resources to where you can find these spots. Um, And in the western part of the U.S., these spots are everywhere. Like, everywhere we've been. Colorado, Utah, Arizona. Like, Colorado spoiled us. We left in the van and literally had, like, a hundred free spots all across Colorado. That are the most amazing camping spots Mm -hmm. you'll ever go to. Available to us. Same with Utah and Arizona. Like, there's so much BLM land. Um in these states that we've been staying in. So we've never really had to worry about finding spots. Literally, we've just said, oh, we'll go down to Tucson. And, like, literally on the way down, we'll just start pulling up these apps and finding BLM land, free land for us to stay on. So we kind of just assumed we would do the same with Texas. This is where I think... what assuming does. This is where I think we probably could have done this on the front end and then realized, oh, there is no BLM land in Texas. (laughs) None. No BLM land. But, But there were, like, some free areas available yes there were free areas available there were some parks and like picnic areas yes and that's what they were and Mm -hmm. literally we parked in a city park one day and i and i felt like we had done it we had become the chris farley sketch of i live in a van down by the river (laughs) because we were it was on a river on a park and uh and the bathrooms were locked because of COVID. And that's the only thing that's closed in Texas right now is the bathrooms in the park. And a <laughs> uh, 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 patrol guy was on piss patrol. <laughs> Anyways. I'll keep going. That, like that's it. It was just like, I don't know if we can like do this for like living purposes unless we're paying every night, which we do not, did not want to, yeah. want to do. Basically, basically the bottom line is if you want to be able to spread out and live freely in your rig in texas you're probably gonna have to pay which is totally fine if you're if you want if that's what you want to do that's great that's not really what we were looking for so we were just like all right we're gonna get out of texas (laughs) and we were like well where should we go and we were like well we loved our spot outside of tucson we looked at the weather and it just seemed amazing which is really what we're chasing right now honestly i would yeah, say is weather. Even the parts of texas we were in were like very cold we were having to get all the way down to like san antonio mm-hmm. and yeah and then we hit the living situation so yeah so we just decided to come back and so we spent four days driving like 25 or 26 hours yep because we took a little detour into texas went down from denver Went all the way down into Texas, almost down to San Antonio, and then started heading back west we towards like went Tucson. went down through Colorado, looped through the little corner of, what, New Mexico, mm-hmm. into Texas, started going down and headed back up into New Mexico. Uh, actually went back down into Texas to head over to, up to New Mexico again, cross over New Mexico, and here we are in Tucson. Yes. <laughs> it was roughly like a seven to eight hour day, five hour day, seven to eight hour day, and then another five hour day. Which that was different too, because normally... We've, I think we might have talked about this before with driving the van. We, in the past, have tried not to drive over like four, maybe five hours in a day. Yeah. Just because it's very taxing. It's very tiring. 
Um, this is very different than when we had our normal car, which was a Jeep. And if someone said something was eight hours away, we would just easily do it in a day. Shit, we do 17 hours in a day. We have done 17 hours in a day to Nashville one time. But with the van, it's a little different. It's just a lot more tiring, a lot more taxing. It definitely moves slower. So if Maps tells us something is eight hours away for us, it's really probably at least nine without stopping. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of like kicked that to the curb, though, because we were just ready to settle somewhere. I was so ready to settle somewhere. I mean, damn, it feels like we've been traveling for a while. So it's pretty much like the day after Christmas. Yeah. So the last few weeks, well, we were in Denver for a a week, but Mm -hmm. we just haven't had like some grounded, steady, stable van life, especially under the sun, like we're experiencing right this moment. Yeah. It's amazing. I am like perspiring right here in the sun. I know. I'm like underneath my hair, like on the back of my neck. Yeah. Getting a little warm. Yeah, and it's I'm getting warm out here. I'm here it. for it. I'm not going inside <laughs> today. I'm going to get as much sun as possible. Yes. So if you see pictures of us and we're lobsters, this is why. <laughs> I think I still have my base tan from these base Colorado. Tan. My base tan, yo. Who are you? So that's, that's where we're Beans at now. <laughs> and we'll see what happens over the next month and a half till we really have to be somewhere. But right now it feels good to be here, to be in the spot, to not have anywhere we are all provisioned up mm-hmm. we've got all the food all the water um everything we need to be here for a few days until we run out and that feels really good sometimes that's all you need we were we were joking last night when we finally landed in this spot after kind of like getting a few last minute provisions restocking just you know one of our water tanks um to be able to just like stay put as long as we possibly could and we parked and we're like, okay, now our week begins. Like yeah. tomorrow, you were like, tomorrow is my Monday. I'm like, but tomorrow is Friday. But it does feel like that. It feels mm-hmm. like, okay, we're set. We don't have to be anywhere for like four days at yeah. least until we run out of the water. And then yeah. honestly, we can just get, get water and come right back to the spot. Uh-huh. Yeah. But for now, it's like, all right, just take these four days as they come. And it feels so good. So good. <laughs> yes. Cannot express that enough. No. So good. So good. <laughs> but something... That happened in all that time is we switched years. The year switched on us. Yeah, and all those travelings, we did switch years. We went from 2020 to 2021. Do you feel like you've been able to really, like, make that transition? Or do you feel like there's even a transition involved? You know, people make a big deal yes, about, they like... they do. Yeah. And I've never tried to make a big deal about it because I don't want it to be a big deal. Um, but honestly, I think you've kind of made me come around a little more to it because you're really good at reflecting on past events and like what they meant to you then and then mm-hmm. how they impact you now mm-hmm. and while I feel that connection I don't just I'm not one who just like sits there and ponders oh, like, oh yeah remember this time and like oh yeah I felt this from it and that led to this and that led to this I kind of just I feel like I more take it just as it comes and like move past just mm-hmm. go on and you're really good at it's not like you're not making it a big thing. It's just like, oh, I'm going to reflect on these events, and this is kind of a reset of a good time to, like, reflect on the journey and the growth of the past year. So I do feel like I've come around to it a little bit. I don't think it's specific on the actual year. Like, I feel like I kind of did it over, like, yesterday and today more mm-hmm. than anything. So I'm, like, eight days late. But There's no new? late. There's no late. Yeah, there's no late, and there's no day. Um, but I'm, I'm starting to get there. So what's been coming up in your reflections? Oh, truth or consequences. <laughs> <laughs> truth or truth. Truth or truth. Um, it was a it was a strange year, is what it was. I mean, I think a few days ago on our travels, we just celebrated celebrated. We just passed the milestone of uh, the six months since we moved into the van full time, mm-hmm. which is hard to believe because we recorded the first podcast like. Well, the first podcast was on our Moab trip, which like is even March. harder to believe. That's pre-COVID. Um, but our next podcast was sitting on that log overlooking Twin Lakes at Mount Our Everett. first podcast of living in the van full time. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember, I want to go back and listen to these now. Like, yeah. Wow. So much growth. But it, we, we marked six months. And now we weren't, probably a month of that has been spent living in various houses and stuff. Yes. But we've like been nomads. Our only home is this big blue tin can of reflection, <laughs> as Katie Hoy would call it, behind us. Um, 
Katie Hoy is not behind us. The van is behind us. We wish Katie Hoy were behind <laughs> us. Katie, if you're listening to this, come hang out. <laughs> and Joshua Tree. I lost my train of thought. It's oh, been reflecting. Six months. What? Oh yeah, six months. And then and then also we're coming up on this time last year, we're around the year mark of like officially making a commitment and buying the damn van. The damn van. The damn van. You Santiago. Know Shasta actually, at the time. Yeah, we need to do an episode. I'm putting it out into the universe now. Yes. We're gonna do an episode on how we bought the van. I think we should do that next time. Yes, we definitely are. We in that whole process. Yeah. So but, we'll go into that story next episode. But. but even though we only moved into the van full time back in like July fifth or mm-hmm. something. Um And we even, will go into why that happened too. Even though we were kicked out of our house or even though our lease ended end of june um we had actually bought the van last january mm-hmm. before we went to hawaii <laughs> no, no, we were in hawaii before we were in hawaii yeah it all happened like right at the last second so we're coming yeah. upon that and that it's just like when you start the year like that it's just like wow that is how the year started i was in hawaii and i bought the van and everything else changed <laughs> yeah yeah what are some like big moments of 2020 that stand out to you so obviously i'm guessing that uh well yes going to hawaii buying a van in terms of one moment that really stands out in january was the moment we actually like got the check for the loan for Uh the van it was like finally because we had been trying for like a week and a half to two weeks even Mm -hmm. while we were in hawaii i forgot this to like figure out exactly where all the money for the van was going to come from <laughs> because we didn't have it <laughs> we still don't have it and we still don't and we have even less of it now but different story um and i remember finally when it kind of came together and we went through all these what felt like loops and across bridges and under bridges <laughs> to get it and we got the check biggest check i've ever seen and it was like we went and picked it up at like 8 a.m. or something. Yeah, super early. And then like came back to our Denver house and like we're gonna start making breakfast and we just threw on some music like we normally do. And but then just started dancing and like danced for an who hour, knows, an, an hour, two hours. Yeah. And not even planned. It was just like pure. I don't know. We were just ready for it. It, it felt like every the universe had conspired to get our backs, and it felt like we were acknowledging it and celebrating life with dance. It was a pure exhale. It was a pure exhale. Because it was super stressful trying to get the funds for the van, trying to get the loan. Yes. There were times where we out of nowhere. We there wanted... were times where we thought we had it and then we found out we didn't and like it's if you've ever gone through the process of getting a loan, it is like the least fun thing in the world. But Especially if you have no assets. We'll get to that in that other episode. <laughs> or if you have if you both work jobs where you don't make a cert, like a set salary. No salary, no assets. But, but you got a good credit score. That means <laughs> shit. But it just to me was like the biggest exhale. Like I'd felt so stressed and so tense about getting this, and then we finally got it. And so it was just like an exhale. My body just wanted to like flow and move. And I like how you worded that. Just like celebrate. Yeah, and yeah, I just that that was a big pivotal moment when I think back to January. Yeah, Hawaii and all that stuff. And we did get the van, but in all of that process, that just morning of. Mm-hmm. Uh, exuberance yeah. <laughs> was was awesome and kind of set the tone for me. I feel like we danced through a lot of 2020. We did dance a lot. Something that we, I feel like quarantine really brought the dancing out in us. Yeah. Once we, I got laid off from my job in March. And then every single wedding I had postponed or canceled. Uh huh. So we both essentially were unemployed, and so end of March. April, most of May too. Mm-hmm. We obviously had a lot of time on our hands, and we just we did we started dancing. We started dancing. I yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lots of dancing. Well, I mean, and this is, I mean, I, I want to hear some of your reflections too. Yeah, we'll just have to trade like moments and stuff here. Yeah, because um, I've heard some of your reflections personally to me, and I just like how you've worded it using the word dancing mm-hmm. and also how your your focus and your mindset going into this new period of time that we deem a year this new rotation around the sun right? yes yeah that's, that's what a year is uh-huh. right Takes 365 mm. days yep astronomy good job <laughs> yeah science <laughs> <laughs> yeah 2020 was such it's like it was the craziest time period that was the craziest trip around it was the, sun. the best of times it was the worst of times 
Like, I know it sounds cliche, and I know for everyone it was really hard and really challenging, and I definitely had a lot of those moments. It was weird. It had a lot of, like, my highest highs I think I've ever had, Mm -hmm. and then also, like, the lowest lows I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I've always... It just, I think the duality of life continues to present itself to me. And when I think back on 2020, that's the duality I'm going to see. It's like those high highs and those low lows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like those come and go on the normal year, but they felt just a little more intensely magnified this time around. Maybe because everyone was just so uncertain of what the state of, we say the world, but honestly it's just our culture would be. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, and it still feels that way a little bit, or a lot. It still it feels does, that way a lot. All I gotta worry about is the sun for four days in Tucson <laughs> now, which is that's what's up. <laughs> but a big lesson that I learned in 2020, and something I don't want to have to learn again. Um, you know, sometimes those lessons that you don't want to learn again, but they just like keep popping up in your life, like you think you've learned them. And then they keep coming back. And you're like, oh, it's this this lesson again. It's okay. just like you think you move past it. And it's like in your realm of mm-hmm. knowledge. And it's like, oh, wait, I just messed up on that. And I thought I knew. Yeah. I thought I, thought I, knew, I knew better. That. Yeah. 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 So a lot of those popped up in 2020. <laughs> they did. But something, to, kind of to go back to what you're saying, something that I've decided I want to bring into 2021 Um is this aspect of dance and this aspect of flow. I was kind of journaling on what I want to bring into 2021 and what I've, I think the journaling prompt I was working with was like, who did I become in 2020? Uh And after a little bit of writing, it always takes me maybe like 10 minutes or so of writing to really get down, I think, to the heart of what I'm trying to say. I think when I start journaling, my mind is really the one writing. And then uh-huh. the more I write, the more I write, then I really get down to, like, the depths and the core. I, that same thing happens to me. Yeah. Sometimes I'll even, like, get to my journal and, like, be all of a sudden be like, oh, wait, I have nothing to say. But then just if I start writing, just, like, write what's right here, stuff just flows out and I get there. Yeah. Yeah. So what I eventually got to in that who did I become in 2020, it was I became – I just this kind of flowed out I just I became a dancer and then I started thinking and I was like I flowed I bended I shifted I fell I got back up um I jumped I landed I didn't land (laughs) I spun I twirled just all of these things are really what came to me and then I started thinking back to how much we did dance starting in January and how much we danced during quarantine and how just good in my body it feels just to dance just to move and to flow and I knew my word for 2021 was going to be or my affirmation my intention was all going to be centered around flowing and the way that I feel that in my body is dancing it's just moving also disclaimer I am not a good dancer (laughs) I have no history in dancing no background you were hitting it on dancing and then I thought you missed it right there. Dancing isn't about being good or bad. You like dancing because it's freedom of expression and flow. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So take so back I, what you said about being a bad dancer. So I am good at dancing. If you dance with your heart and with your soul and with your creative creative mind and you're expressing yourself, you are dancing. So I am good at dancing. Everyone's good at you're dancing. You're just dancing. I'm just dancing. No good or bad. Yeah, no good or bad. No labels. No labels. I feel that. I feel that. Also, disclaimer, our spot right now is above an air, or around an airfield where these little prop planes take off and teach people how to use gliders. So if you can hear the buzz in the sky, that is what that is. Yes. They come and go, and we get to watch them. <laughs> That's cool, because these little prop planes are towing gliders behind them. Yeah, it is cool. It's very interesting. I've never seen that. And that's our day. <laughs> and this is Friday, yes. January AKA 8th, Monday. 2021, a.k.a. Monday. <laughs> but yes, I think I resisted a lot of what 2020 threw my way, and that doesn't feel good. And when I'm feeling that way in my body, I can sense that 
just start flowing. Just start dancing. Just start moving my hips. Mm-hmm. And immediately I feel like I'm back into the flow of life and bringing more ease in instead of resistance. So what were some moments that stuck out for you, like the first, let's just say first six months of 2020? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we go by month by month, it's going to be a long time. <laughs> um, okay, first six months. Um, definitely going to Hawaii. That's somewhere I've wanted. I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. I've wanted to go to Hawaii. We knocked out Alaska and Hawaii in like six months. That yeah. Was awesome. I wanted to go to Hawaii for a very, very long time. And I've always felt pulled there, even though I've never, I hadn't been there before 2020. And I would always tell people like that I was probably going to live there, even though once again, I'd never been. And we finally got the opportunity to go. And I mean, everything that I'd been feeling was just confirmed. Wow. I think that's a roadrunner that just walked upon our campsite. It's really pretty. It's really big too. <laughs> it's super pretty. Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're fast. Yeah, he's a roadrunner. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. that's an actual Mimi. But yes, everything I had felt and envisioned about Hawaii was just totally confirmed, and we will live there one day. We're going to ship the van there. Our, or our van's going to, we're going to turn it into a boat and sail it there. <laughs> oh, be my fucking awesome. But that definitely stands out. Um, there was a period in February where Caleb went and lived up in Seattle for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. He was house sitting for some friends. For like 15 days. Yeah, it was a little over two weeks. It was like, like two I and was a half. Like, I was quarantining before it was cool. 15 <laughs> days. But he went up to the Seattle area to house sit for some friends while they were traveling. And so I just got to stay in Denver by myself for like two and a half weeks. I mean, I did go up and visit him for a couple of days. but You were up there for like three days. Yeah. So it was like 12 days apart. Yes. And 12 days apart of me just being in our house by myself, which that, it just didn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen very often. And it was awesome. It was so cool. It was so fun. It was just such a good time to just like, I mean, I'm someone who loves, um, I value relationships a lot and I like value those relationships by spending time with people and I don't spend a lot of time alone. So it felt really, it felt really good, surprisingly, just to be alone for that time. Mm -hmm. That time always stands out to me. Ditto for me. Yeah, it was cool. Um, we also went up to Oregon towards the end of February for a workshop and did a shoot for an elopement on the coast and where we were the shooties. We were the shooties. I don't like using the word models. (laughs) We were being shot. (laughs) That was really cool because we've been shot like with cameras a lot in the last couple of years. And with this one, it was like it's supposed to be an intimate elopement and we decided to actually make it that way. Like I thought that's like why this one renewal. it was a yeah. Well that's what you and I treated it as. Because we were already married. Yes. We are married, right? But now. we were like, let's actually write each other vows. Let's actually say them on this beautiful Oregon coast. And it was really, really cool. Yeah. The whole experience was kinda like laid out before us and it was kinda mm-hmm. up to us to then take the next step and like make it something meaningful, but we mm-hmm. did. Yeah. So that stands out to me as well. Obviously. And I think that was the last time I flew in an airplane. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. February. Last February. And then quarantine, losing jobs. That definitely stands out. There's so many moments in quarantine. It's kind of cool. We've talked about, or I've, we've talked about this together before, how March, April, May, we were supposed to be gone out of our house so much. Like, that's mainly a big reason we bought the van is because we were like, March, April, and May, we're like not going to, in June, we're like, we're not going to be home, you know, like at all. So we might as well take our home with us, buy something like that. And of course, with the quarantining and everything being on lockdown, none of that happened. We were at home so much. We were grounded. And it was actually kind of cool to get to like really say goodbye to that house. We had a lot of time to say goodbye to that house because we were there every day um, for the last like three months of living in it. But it was cool to have that time to just like, you know, reflect, you know me. (laughs) I did. Reflect, you love that reflecting. I know. I guess the one thing that stands out in that is 
the last night we stayed in there in that house. We went around into every single room and just talked about the memories we'd had in there. Everything from random memories to like obviously the big ones that are kind of obvious. And we mm-hmm. just kind of sat with that in each room. After we had cleaned it out and moved everything out and we slept. So it was empty. And we slept on our sleeping bags in the living yeah. room. And then the next morning we cleaned it and then got City of City burritos. And that was the last thing we did in that house was eat vegan breakfast burritos. Yeah. I couldn't have been happier. That sounds so you. <laughs> but that really stands out to me too. And that was one of our favorite houses we've ever lived in. Yeah, it was my favorite house for sure. Oh, yeah. What about the van? Does that count? That's different. Okay. All right, your turn. First six months, go. Well, I already, I already gave out you the dance in. party. Uh, yeah, when I was in Seattle for the two weeks you mentioned it in February, um, just a very cool moment of my life too in the year and I even have a tattoo to like commemorate it mm-hmm. a little rainy cloud on my right wrist um but yeah just got to honestly I joked it was like quarantining before quarantining was cool but I kind of just stayed at my friend's house and watched their dogs for like two straight weeks there was only like three or four days some of those being the days you were here that we like journeyed around Washington with that I went up to Seattle I joke, here here I am rounding up again. They didn't live in Seattle. They live in a town called Puyallup, which is like an hour south of Seattle. And yeah. it was a pain in the ass to get to, to Seattle. Get to Seattle. <laughs> so after the first day when I was like, I'm going to go hang out in Seattle. And I'm like, nope, that takes a full day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's when I was like, I think I'm just going to stay here for two weeks. And yeah, I had a lot. There's a lot of good moments from that trip for sure. Um, Oregon coast quarantining I think a big one that's starting to become even bigger as the years go on or I think it will is I got back into guitar mm. I want to throw that one I mean you've heard well you, and you picked up the ukulele I did like the first instrument you've ever really tried to mm-hmm. learn yep and which was huge and we decided to go for it I played guitar for a lot of my life and then it had kind of just fallen out of my rotation of hobbies <laughs> Over the last few years, until we moved to Colorado, I'd even bring a guitar with me, but yeah. decided to pick it back up, and it has felt like new life. Yeah. Uh, for sure, and maybe, and all, I think also that comes with you learning to play an instrument, and now we can play together, and we can play with people around the fire. Like, yeah, it's still, it's still going, so I want to give that some weight, for sure. And then probably moving into the van. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would be the end of the six months. Those yeah. are all just big, big moments. Yeah, and I don't even know if we need to dive in to the last six months because we've talked about all of them. I think we have like twenty podcast podcast episodes that deal with the last six months of twenty twenty. But I let's do this. If you had to pick one, just when you think of July to December, what comes to your mind? Oh my god! I know. Just don't even think about it. Just like what comes up? (laughs) Like. 15 things all, all like rise to the surface together oh wow it's amazing like that that's how i mean i think in one podcast episode i remember we used to count the days we're like yeah. it's van life day number 23 yeah and this is podcast episode number three such noobs but no and we were i just remember being like every day of van life is the best day of my life mm-hmm. and i still think that's the case but i think we've also had a little more challenging times than the the honeymoon phase we were in in Twin Lakes yeah um and yeah there's there's just a lot of moments yeah <laughs> there's a lot of moments do you have one that maybe you haven't one that you haven't mentioned before oh I don't know if there'll be one I haven't mentioned I was before. trying to go for something a little like low key if I thought of something yeah but I there mean there was just so many I mean big moments there's like fifteen that automatically yeah. Are, bam yeah I mean the first thing that pops up and I don't know why like this is what I don't know why this just popped up, was <laughs> that our spot in Montrose. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. Sitting up on the roof one night, just eating cheesy gordita crunches and watching the sunset. Yeah, and that happens a lot, but it happened especially that night. It does happen a lot, and I don't know why that's the one that popped into my head. But I remember that too. Yeah. I remember that night. Yeah. And then there was also a night in Montrose where we sat up on the roof, watched the sunset, and ate um, pizza from Telluride. Oh, my God. With the wow. blueberries and the pears on it. Yeah. And we were like, we could see Montrose off yeah. in the distance, and that's where out our back window, it looked like a uh, an overlook of the city. So who would have thought that the 
first moment to pop into our heads from the last six months would be from Montrose. You started this. <laughs> I was not going to mention Montrose, but I mean, of course, there are so many things that come to mind. But I don't know. I wanted. I was looking for just like a random thing like that, and that's what came. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so many moments. Uh, yeah. Especially. <laughs> yeah. So what? What do you feel like you're bringing into 2021? I just I want to be still more which is funny you said you want to move and flow (laughs) but sometimes I feel like I think a lot of me this year when I reflect on who I was kind of mentally especially when we hit the unknown of COVID hitting and you know uh, everything becoming unstable from like our future to finances to you know everyone was feeling this and then, like, trying to get to where, like, no, we're still going to move into the van and, like, make this happen. But how? Because all of our plans have changed. Mm-hmm. And all of our ways of how we were going to support ourselves in the van changed as well. And we still decided to go through with it. I think a lot of that time, sometimes I just, like, put my head down and just, like, go for it. Just, like, kind of, like, plow ahead like a donkey. Yeah. Like, when the, just, like, get going. Well, I think my parents used to always say, like, when the times get tough the tough get going <laughs> that was all i was like you know what i was like well, I'm, we're gonna do this and i feel like i just i didn't take a lot of time to just be still to reflect to like take in the moments i was living and the van life moving into the van definitely like settled that but and like kind of like showed me like a lot of times where i was just like plowing forward just like trying to make the next day happen because I didn't know how to make it happen sometimes. Or like, mm-hmm. We didn't know. We couldn't figure out how to make it happen. We couldn't even figure out how to get all the money to buy the van back in January. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Um, so I want to take that. I want to be stiller um, and how that looks on the day-to-day. I definitely want to I talk to you about this morning about it. But I want to kind of like reground my foundation in my yoga practice um, with the goals of hopefully leading that to meditate more. I know a lot of people say that yoga, like yoga is essentially just loosening your body to be mm-hmm. able to sit for long periods mm-hmm. of time, which I think nowadays when people hear yoga, they think of just like moving and asanas and flows and like hot yoga and sweating. And it's really like the purpose of yoga is kind of to be still. And I want to really, one, I want to found, like kind of get, reground my foundation of yoga and let that lead me to being still more um, and breathing. So that's <laughs> as I'm not breathing. As I just went through that whole thing. So god damn it, I'm failing already. Well so, New Year's resolution out the window. <laughs> so when the tough When times get tough. When times tough get, get tough. Going. What's the new ending? When times get tough. Uh I think there's a lot of things. <laughs> I think be still, listen, be patient, uh, approach the space with love and forgiveness and acceptance. And then create freely and go from there. <laughs> that was a long that's, answer. That's a lot. I like Could have just kept going. But that is the mindset I'm going into 2021 with. There's a lot of things that I can attach to that sentence that mm-hmm. feel appropriate as I head into it. But a lot of it, um, I want to look and I want to see. I want to be seen. I want to be still. That's beautiful. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. What do you think Jet's taking into 2021? Oh God. <laughs> um, what he's taking into 2021? Uh, he's he's cried a lot the last few nights. <laughs> Cause it's been cold. Yeah, it's been chilly. But here we are. We've made it, Jet. We're in Tucson. It's only going to get down to like 33 at the lowest over the next few weeks. So that's good. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess you already talked about what you're taking in 2021. Yeah, I'm taking in allowing more flow into my life to bring in more ease. Yeah. And I mean that by resisting less. And I think the way that right now that that's manifesting for me is dancing. is allowing my body to actually flow. Yeah. And move that resistance out. Or just let that resistance flow out. And then stepping from from that space. Was there a specific time of dance over the last year where that you kind of came to that realization that you really liked Mm. the aspect of like how flow 
flowed through you in your life out of dancing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like... Because we have danced a lot. We have. I mean, up until, good heavens, on New Year's <laughs> Eve, we danced like, the night away. See, that... It's almost like that cemented it for me on New Year's Eve. We danced for, like, seven hours. And just not... That was never the intention. We weren't like, let's play music and dance for seven hours. It just naturally happened. That's like when we got the check for the van. Yes, it just naturally happened. And that, I think, cemented it for me. Like, I was like, this was how I brought 2021 in. Like, of course it is. How else would it be? Mm-hmm. Um, but you asked about, like, a specific moment where I kind of made this connection. It was actually, I think it was either April or May. It was when we were, like, very, very quarantined, very locked down in our house. And... There was, I remember telling you, I was like, I want to have a dance party tonight. (laughs) And you were like, okay. Like, I kind of made it a thing. Instead of letting it happen naturally, I, like, wanted to make it a thing. Like, kind of like a discipline. Even though it happened naturally so much. Yeah. I was like, I want to do this tonight. I want to dance tonight. So, that evening, we put on Glass Animals, um, their album called How to Be a Human Being. And we just, like. Are they human or are they dancers? Okay, thank you, the killers. <laughs> and so we turned that on, and we just like that album. We do dance to a lot. Like that's one of our go-to dance albums. But if someone, even if I'm not in the dancing feeling, if someone puts on pork soda or what's cane, a pork soda or, or cane sugar, I'd be dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so we put that album on, and we just danced in the living room. Which normally I feel like we danced in the kitchen in our house, but I was like, no, we're gonna dance in the living room, and we just like moved and danced in the living room and that that is the one that stands out to me I remember at the end of that being like that felt so good and I feel like the whole time I was just in my body it was not in my head and I remember the feeling after just felt like I was my next choices my next steps my next decisions were all coming from my body which in turn means they're coming from my heart and less from my head and I realized dancing got me to that place or just letting my body flow with the music mm-hmm. got me to that place. That's when I realized it. That's so cool. I yeah. do feel like dancing has done the same to me. But once again, through your lens, I feel like I've even recognized it more here right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> today, mm-hmm. during this podcast. Yeah. yeah, 2020 was a big year of dancing, which is, for us, which was funny. Which is weird the because there wasn't always a lot to dance about. And you don't mean a whole lot. That's true. I think for me, it was the realization of like... You do need music. Yeah. And probably tequila. <laughs> not always. Not always. Not always, but also if people want to get you dancing, shot no, up tequila. That's not always Anyone the case. Anyone listening, if you want to dance... No, not always. But it's like karaoke. It's like a guarantee. It's like a square circle, square <laughs> rectangle type thing. It's like karaoke. I don't need anything to help me karaoke if I'm feeling I'm going to do it. I do enjoy singing a lot too. Singing? While dancing is fun. Oh, cool. But there wasn't, a, there wasn't always a lot to dance about. And I kind of think that was why it became so important. Like, and I think that's what I'm realizing now is like there doesn't have to be a reason to dance. Like if I start to feel resistance or I start to feel just anxious or like kind of just the weight of everything, that's, you, when, that's my reason to you dance. You meditate. You dance. You dance. Yeah, it's yeah. synonymous on this. Yeah. It, it is like a moving meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the intentionality you bring mm-hmm. behind, you bring mm-hmm. to it. Wow. Cool. <laughs> what a big year. It was a big year. And now already January 8th and we've been to four different states. <laughs> which four is different cool. states in like four days. We had a lot of spots in 2020 that we had never been to before. And that's cool. Yeah. Like even in Colorado. We went to Telluride mm-hmm. and Uray and Crested Butte, three towns that like we immediately heard about when we moved to Colorado, mm-hmm. but had never really had the space to go kind of like live, explore there. Yeah. Van gave us that space. Yeah. And then we went to a lot of places we had been before, but not in a van, like Moab. We got to live in Moab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then definitely Sedona. I had never been Tucson, to Sedona. Like amazing spots. Yeah. Um, Montrose not being one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but it was my or, highlight. Or Texas now. But, man, this it's starting off fast. <laughs> yeah, it is starting off fast. I can't believe we're already eight days in. Yee-yee. <laughs>
Any, anything else on this one? It's such a pretty day. I know. I think we should probably go enjoy it. I mean, we're enjoying it right now. Yeah. That was a pretty good wrap on 2020. I thought it could go on forever, but... It... Like, we could do, like, ten episodes in 2020, I think. We've done, like... We already I mean, have. Basically, we have. We've <laughs> done true. episodes on 2020 van life. But we will do an episode on the process of getting the van soon, right? You want to do that? I do want to do that. I'm kind of thinking that we've talked about it before, but not a whole episode's worth. But we have talked about it before. <laughs> yeah, we have. All right. Well, stay tuned. There'll be, there <laughs> stay will be tuned to episodes. see what our next episode is about. Yeah. Who, and if you do want to hear the story of how we got the van, I know what episode it is. It's the second one. It's yeah. the one that we record in Twin Lakes. Okay. Yeah. But. Well, maybe we can do a blog on it or something. Yeah. Because that'll be a little more. I think it's the one that's titled The Transition into Full-Time Van Life. We talk about it. Yes. But anyways, thanks Thank for, listening. for listening. Thank you. Jinx. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. And if you love this podcast, feel free to give, you know, some stars. Five stars only. Five stars only. I don't any any kind of stars. Just uh, <laughs> I guess listen to it and then we need a way to hear people's thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want some I think I've talked about this before. Talk about it podcast, again. But I don't want it to just feel like a closed conversation or like an entertainment outlet of people listening to what I have to say or what you have to say or what we have to say. I want it, I mean, from what me and you do, it feels, even our campfire chats, it's just like an open conversation. Continued conversation. And the circle isn't closed on the conversation, though you may not be here right now mm-hmm. with the mic in your hands. You're part of the conversation. Yeah. That's, that's an invite. <laughs> I like that. All right. That's all. <laughs> Open we circle. Out. Love you. Bye.